0: Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Small Business Surgeon. It is Friday, and that means it's time for Friday Fire this is Friday Fire number 37, so uh, wow, it's, uh, it's only two weeks to Halloween, man, this year has just uh, completely, completely flown by. For those of you just finding the show, thank you for joining us uh, on Mondays, we have full length interviews with guests, we've got some uh, badass guests uh, on the show, we've got some authors, we've got podcasters, we've got CEOs and business owners. And I've completely forgotten who Monday's uh, guest is. So uh, I should probably write that in my show notes before I record these. So, uh, yeah, that's going to go into uh, into processes and procedures. But I assure you, we've got someone uh, awesome. It's uh, Kevin. It's my buddy, Kevin Faulkner. He owns, um, he owns 3B Credit Repair. He's a guy out of uh, Waco. He's recently completed the 75 hard program. He's got his own podcast about to launch, and he's a super cool dude. So I did remember that, Kevin. Uh, So yeah, guys, tune in on Monday for Kevin's episode. Uh, My name's Sam. I'm the small business surgeon. And on Fridays, I put out a little monologue show called Friday Fire. And uh, I just kind of talk about lessons from the week. So uh, do me a favor. If you find this useful... Uh, if you enjoy the show, share it, uh, leave us some feedback. You can run over to iTunes and drop a review there. You can post something nice on Facebook, screenshot the show, post it on Instagram, tag me in your comments, and uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Small Business Surgeon. All right, so that's the housekeeping out of the way. Sorry I completely butchered your episode announcement, Kevin, but... Uh, as all good podcasters know, we don't edit our shit around here. What gets said, stays said. So uh, be sure and tune in Monday for Kevin. Anyway, today's Friday fire. Um, I like to record these on a Thursday night and I go over lessons from the week because I spend a lot of time during my week um, visiting with clients now and you know, it was primarily real estate based and now it's it's pretty much all consulting clients and you know, Topics come up repeatedly over and over and I just sit outside my office and um, I help people to put their shit together. And um, you know, some of the stories that I hear, they repeat over and over. And I wanna share, because I heard the same story twice this week from two different people coming to me for, for a little bit of help, coming to me for coffee. And the, the overwhelming theme was I'm stuck. Um, I'm stuck. I'm unmotivated. I'm going in circles. And how many times have you felt that way as an entrepreneur, or how many times have you felt that way as an employee? You know, I had a guy come to me uh, this week um, outside of my you know realm of expertise. I normally deal with um, business owners, uh, entrepreneurs, and this guy was an employee, and he came to me and he asked, "Hey, can you help me fix my resume so I can get a better job?" I'm like, sure, sure, no problem, let's, let's take a look. So he sits across from me. And um, most people, when they've got jobs, all they want is the next job. They want the next paycheck. Um, it's very similar to an entrepreneur saying, well, who's your ideal client? Oh, anybody that wants to buy my shit. And it's not really a lot of thought is going into that. So to break down the process of why you feel stuck and why you feel unmotivated and why you feel like you're going in these fucking circles, I fully believe the reason you feel like that as an employee or as an entrepreneur is that you can see your future and you can see where you're going to end up. And let's say you're a 30-year-old assistant manager of a restaurant making 45 or 50 grand a year and you look up your career path and you look up that food chain and you see a 45-year-old restaurant manager making 55 grand a year and you see a 50-year-old restaurant owner that's struggling to keep a business afloat and you think to yourself, what the fuck am I doing? Because I can see I'm 30 years old now and in 15 years time I'm really going to give 15 years of my life and my hairline and my waistline and my marriage, and my time with my kids, to a fucking career that's gonna top me out at 60 grand a year, or even worse, I'm gonna go open my own restaurant. I mean, what the fuck is going on here? The pattern that I see is because no one ever asks that fundamental question. You know, What am I doing? What does my perfect life look like? What does my perfect day look like? Like, cause tomorrow's gonna happen anyway, right? So what would the ideal version of tomorrow look like if you had full control over it? And once you realize you have full control over your days, you see, you can start piecing this together and set realistic goals to move forward to. What a lot of people I talk to, and it's generally the, the I want to start my own business, but it's generally those crowds. But it fit in this week with the resume crowds as well. They don't realize they've got nothing to lose, right? They think they're going to lose this fantastic job or this fantastic career or this job that, you know, if I hang around for another 10 years, I'll make another 10 grand a year and I can, uh, I can max out my 401k. But they don't realize that there's absolutely nothing to lose by reaching out into the ether and shooting for a fucking higher target. Right, if I've got a job and I'm going to pick on this guy, I don't know his name. I mean, I do. I'm not going to tell you guys. I'm going to pick on this guy for a minute. But if I've got a job, right, as a 30 year old assistant manager in a restaurant, and my resume is good, and I leave that job on great terms, do you think for a minute that I couldn't find another fucking restaurant in all of this county to go and make the same 40 to 45 grand a year as assistant manager of? Of course you could. Most people are afraid to take this jump and go and do other shit because they think they're going to lose what they've got. And in reality, where you're at now is the culmination of all of your years' experience as an employee or a business owner. Your qualifications and your skill sets don't actually go anywhere. Like when I quit, like oil and gas. And it was a big leap to go full-time entrepreneur, sure. But when I quit oil and gas, I walked out on a regular paycheck that was relatively well-known. But I was in my 30s, in my early 30s, and I was absolutely capped at what I could make. And I could still, right now, walk into an oil and gas company with the qualifications I've got and go and pull in 150 grand a year flat, no problem. That skill set hasn't gone anywhere. The same guy in the restaurant will always be able to walk into a restaurant at 40 grand a year, no matter what fucking cities, in what town, wh- wherever. That fucking ability to run a restaurant doesn't go anywhere. You have that qualification under your belt. Right? So when you make a jump, you've got to realize the only thing you have to lose... Is that little bit of security that you were used to. And that the thing that's keeping you stuck is fucking fear. Most people are crippled by this fear without realizing that the foundation you have built. If you fucking fall, you're just going to land right back on that foundation. And the biggest risk here is staying where you're at. And that's why you're getting this feeling of unmotivated, I'm stuck, I'm spinning my wheels, I fucking hate my job, it's not going anywhere. You're getting that feeling because you're not taking the risk to go and pursue the shit that you want to do. Now, how many times have have you said, "Oh man, you know, and I use my age now, I'm 41, right?" So so how many times have you said in your fucking life, "Man, I wish I could go back 20 years to 20-year-old Sam and tell him some shit?" You know, what are the things I'd say to 21-year-old Sam, man? I'd teach him all this shit. Well, I want you to frame that a different way right now. I'm 41, right? What if I was 81 and I'd be magically transported right back to right now? Oh, shit. Because if I'm going to live to be 81, then I've got to be accountable to 81-year-old Sam. Now... Is what I'm doing today going to disappoint 81-year-old Sam? Am I going to turn 81 with a shitload of regret? Or am I going to sit down and figure out actually what I want? And then work towards it and go and do it. And what most people don't fucking realize. And I say this so many times. There's no rules. You can literally have anything you want. All you have to do is figure it out. Write it down. And commit to a plan. And that's it. And I don't fucking preach it without doing it myself. And I have been struggling over the last couple of months. And I've got all the good problems that an entrepreneur has, finally. Um, All of the businesses that I'm involved with are doing better than they've ever done everything that I'm doing. I don't want to fucking jinx it, (laughs) to be fair. But I've gone through a very strange few months where there's no, right, shit, we've got to pay rent. What can we sell? Um, Call this client so we can close this. There's none of that. Like I've got a full pipeline. I've got a great fucking staff. I could literally walk out of there and be gone for three weeks and come back with probably more money and, and not the building on fire and shit. You know things are going as they should, and what's happened to me is like I could do that for the rest of my life. I could do that for the rest of my career. I make a nice little, you know, mid-six-figure income, um, better than I made in oil and gas. I'm not going to disclose what it is, but it's nice. I don't got to fucking worry about nothing. Like the bills are paid. There's money in the bank. There's deals in the pipeline. Our reputation as a company has grown exponentially. Uh, the podcast has grown. There's a book in the works. There's, there's like so much good shit. And I'm sitting there going, well, what the fuck do I want? And my problem is the exact same as the guy asking me to fix his resume's problem. He doesn't know what he wants. And for the longest time, all I've wanted was a stable business with... Benefits for working there, and happy employees. Well, holy shit! Like I've got it. I've got a couple of them, and it's great. But where do I go from here? So, what I want to do today is share this exercise with you and share my results with you. And I want you guys to go away. And you know, it took me several tries over quite a few days to come up with this list. And the first couple of things are in order. And the rest of it is just kind of just all over the fucking place. But the first things they surprised me a lot, and I want to share it with you guys. I want to challenge you. After you've listened to this, go find somewhere quiet and spend a little bit of time over the next two or three days writing down a list of what you actually fucking want, because you will actually manifest your dreams. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds woo-woo and hippie shit, but you wouldn't have got this deep into the show with me if you didn't know that uh, about two years ago, I underwent some woo-woo, hippie shit you know, kind of transformation. And I love it. I'm all about it. And if you manifest your shit and you write it down, you can make an actionable plan and start working towards those goals, and those goals become fucking real. So what do I want? This surprised me. The most important thing on my list, period, over everything, is that I want 100% remote capability. I would like to be able to work from anywhere in the world at any time I wanted, especially England. You could probably tell I'm not from Texas, right? So I haven't even given that a minute's worth of thought. I've got a brick-and-mortar real estate company that I run. I've got a fucking media company that I run with an office and stuff. There's nothing about that that translates to being remote. But by sitting and allowing my conscious and subconscious mind to process this shit, I realize the most important thing to me in my life and in my business is being able to dictate what I do and when I do it and where I do it. Because as I'm getting older, my parents are getting older. My niece, my nephews, they're all getting older. Nieces, shit, I got an extra one. Uh, she's three. You gotta forgive me for forgetting that. Uh, it's been a minute since I've been home. <laughs> However, I'm missing all that shit growing up. I don't want to go live in England again. I don't want to move back home. But sure, I'd love the ability to buy a property out there and, you know, be there two months out of the year, on and off, a few weeks here, a few weeks there. Be great. Number two on my list is that I want to be a better and more present father. A lot of people tell me, oh, you're a great dad, you're always with your kids. And yeah, that that is like true. But I'm not always present, you know. I work a lot. I work a shitload. Like they're with me a lot, but a lot of the times I'm like, hey, go read a book, write me a book report, come on back here. I'm not being that present father that I really want to be. So just now, just in those two things, I'm looking at stuff and then I can take steps to moving towards working remotely. And no, it won't be 100% remote immediately, but I know that through processes and procedures and putting the right structures in place and the right staff in place, I'll be able to give everyone partial remote at least, and over time, I'll be able to go fully remote. So we've taken steps towards starting that. I've taken steps towards being more present when I'm around my kids. Started switching my phone off. Started turning it on silent, putting it up. So I'm not answering emails when I'm sitting with my kids. I'm not checking Facebook and posting on social media when I'm hanging with my kids. I've already taken steps because it's on my list. So now I can see what I want. I can go get it. I want to be in outstanding shape and be in love with the process. I fucking hate working out. You can probably tell. And that's the wrong attitude to have because I've been around people that absolutely love it. They experience joy from the endorphins that come from it. I want to be able to figure that out mentally. I want to tap into that and be in love with the process. So guess what? I've hired a trainer and a nutritionist and um, we're working out a deal where she's coming as a small business surgeon client and I'm getting the full VIP personal training package. And I'm learning to fall in love with the process. Because why? Because I put it on my fucking list. I wrote out what I wanted. And now I know. And I can take action on it. Because I always wanted to be in better shape. But I never fucking committed to it. I want a well equipped. Professional. Home base for my team. We have a really well equipped office. But. It's not really professional, there's shit everywhere. We've got bins and cords and cables and shelves and merchandise and t-shirts and we're cramped. We're on top of each other and it's great, but we've totally outgrown it. So I said, fuck it. And I went and put an offer in on a building. We're gonna buy a building. If the offer goes through, the banker says, yes, it makes sense. So again, I wrote it down and not only did I write it down, I went and took action. This week, I want amazing credit with the ability to leverage useful debt. I lost my credit back in 2017. I was uh, low 800s and uh, when my business collapsed and when I decided that drinking was the best way to solve all those problems, um, my credit went down with it. I want great credit again. And I've got a little bit of consumer debt left and when that consumer debt is paid that credit score will pop right back over 740 But it's on my list and I've committed to doing it You know, I write down this shit. Let me share some other stuff. I want to rent a nice apartment. I don't want to live in a house anymore That was quite surprising it was quite surprising but I travel and I'm probably gonna be traveling more And, you know, Media Foundry, the the videos we shoot, they've got us going all over the place. And I'm always going up to Dallas and staying a couple of nights up there. And you know what? I'd like to live in an apartment and I'd like to furnish it. And then when I'm gone, I can Airbnb it and cash flow the apartment and make a little profit out of it. And I'll live in a house at some point. I mean, I live in one now, but, you know, I'll live in a house again At some point, it'll be on my goal list, my long-term goal, a house and some land and some all this other shit. But right now, all I want is a really nice apartment with a swimming pool and a gym and I don't got to do any maintenance, I don't got to do shit and I can Airbnb it. But I always thought, oh, you need to buy a house next year. And now I'm like, no, let's go buy a fucking building. Let's buy a building. Let's buy a fucking million-dollar building. And we'll just live in an apartment because, like, buildings are cool. You can do shit with them. Like, a house is, like, you just got to pay money to live there. So, anyway, I didn't realize that that's how I felt until I committed to writing it down. You know? I want to be able to buy gas and groceries without ever checking my debit card balance again. And, uh, yeah, for the most part, I'm all right at that. Um, <laughs> You know, it's been a a long time since we've had to worry about that. But it's there in the back of my mind because when the business collapsed and we lost everything, we just got it back. And then COVID came and it wiped us out again. And so there was a period last year where I'm like, shit, do I get 20 bucks worth of gas or do I fill the tank? And I don't want to feel like that ever again. And so that's on my list. You know, I want a regular, predictable income. Right now, I eat what I kill. I live on commission. And for the most part, the money goes into the company and we grow the company and we expand and shit's really good. But man, it would be really nice to just have a salary. It'd be nice to know that, I don't know, fuck, 10 grand a month was hitting my checking account. Like, well, we've taken that fucking step. Like, that's what's going on. I sat with my CFO today and um, at the beginning of the year, we're going to restructure the company and we're going to reclassify whatever the fucking corporate shit is. I don't really understand. i pay him to do all that. But I'm going to move from consulting fees and management fees straight up W-2 take a salary out of the company. I can't wait, you know? I can't wait. I'll probably just draft most of it to a retirement account. But again... I'll uh, talk to my financial advisors on that one. Um, there's one thing I've learned when it comes to financial advising and tax strategies and all this other fucking shit. Like, find the best guys in the room and pay them to do their shit. Like, they are worth every penny of it. Right? Every penny. Um, you know, what's next? I want to be respected in the community. I mean, I feel like I already am to a point. But I could do more. I could give more. You know, I could give back. And in giving and giving value, you then become valuable. And that's where the respect comes from. So I want to work on that a little bit. I want a home studio. Both for music and for podcasting. But mainly for music. You know, I was a musician for many, many years. And that, that that's kind of on hiatus for a little bit. But it's important to me that... In this professional office that me and the guys get for the Media Foundry, I have a home studio in there. And it's professional. And I can invite other podcasters there. And I can invite other musicians there. I want a great relationship with my partner. You know, who doesn't? Still working on that one. I want to be a leader to entrepreneurs. And to an extent, I am. I have a business owners networking group a local group that has about 1300 members in it but then I start looking at that and I say well that's just a local impact how many entrepreneurs could you really help if you built a national group or an international group how many people could I give value to if I didn't run a local group how many people could I give value to if I ran a national group so guess what we set up a national group we did it this week. And I haven't populated it yet. I haven't invited anybody to it. I'm still building it out. But if I've got 1,300 local entrepreneurs that I can help through a Facebook group, why can't I have 13,000 or 130,000 national entrepreneurs or international entrepreneurs? Because business is just business. It's the same shit. It's the same questions. It's the same problems. I want to have a top 100 ranked podcast consistently. Um, Yeah, so download this and uh, click subscribe, please, and then share it out. But no, that's super important to me. And I think if I stay consistent with the message and we keep putting out great content and we keep having great guests on the show, like Kevin Faulkner, Monday's guest. Thank you, Kevin. um, I think that this thing will continue to grow. We are getting to the point where iTunes is starting to notice us and starting to do a little internal promotion. Uh, the YouTube channel is doing very well. Things are really starting to uh, starting to catch traction with this. So yeah, I want my podcast to be a top-rated podcast consistently. And that leads to me, I want to speak on stages. And that's going to fucking happen. It's already happened because I made my own stage. You know, people come to the entrepreneur lunches that we put on. and There might be 40 or 50 people there. and. I speak on my own fucking stage. Because I wrote it down and committed to it. None of this fucking happens by accident. This is all dreaming with intent. It's all writing shit down. And then going, I want to go here. What does the map look like to fucking get there? I'm going to tour the United States with my book. When I release my book next year. I'm going to do a podcast tour. I'm going to do a media tour. I'm going to fucking rent an RV. And I'm going to tour the US with this book. You just watch. And then I'm going to take the small business surgeon concept and turn it from a podcast whilst keeping podcasting. Obviously, I don't intend to quit that, but I want to turn it into a television show where me and a couple of other guys I know physically go into failing businesses and we help them to restructure and we help them to rebuild and we video all of it and we turn it into a learning experience for the audience. I want to change lives for the better. Like, that is so fucking important to me. I want to die with a generational legacy. The only thing I want in my epitaph is like, he was a good fucking dude, man. But I want to leave a generational legacy that revolves around helping forgotten kids to have a future. My biggest goal is to build a nonprofit around kids. And to that end, I've got a couple of people that have agreed to sit on a board of directors. And I've talked to my attorney about filing the correct paperwork for the 5013C or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. But I want to build something for kids and give kids a future and die with a generational legacy. And that's it. That's all that's on my list. But I want to share that with you guys for two reasons. And and the number one is is because it was a very personal list And it will hold me accountable to speak this into existence. Because everything on that fucking list is in process of happening. Only because I took the time to commit to doing it. And the second reason that I shared this list with you. Is because I want you guys to know that all of this is in the process of existing. Because I am making it exist. I am taking action. Backed with intent. And I am pushing towards results. It exists because I make it exist. And it's so fucking simple. I want to back that up and say that it's not easy. It's not easy at all. It's a lot of work. But it's so fucking simple. Decide it. Write it down. Speak it into existence. And fucking commit to making it happen. And just watch what happens in your life. All right, I've talked for long enough. That's it from me for today. For the Friday Fire, Small Business Surgeon. Guys, if you've enjoyed it, do me a favor. Share this out. Leave me a little feedback. Let me know that you're listening. Throw a thumbs up on a Facebook post for me. Some of that good shit. Run over to Instagram. Follow us at Small Business Surgeon. And do me a favor. Tune in on uh, Monday for Kevin Faulkner's episode. He's a real good dude. He's just completed 75 hard. He's got his own credit repair company. I'm sure he's, uh, he gives out some really solid credit advice on the episode. And uh, he's just an all-around good fella. So, all right, that's it from me. I'm going to head out. You'll be good. Stay safe. Have a great fucking weekend. And uh, we'll see you on Monday. Take care. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.